0: This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter.
1: I am here today with uh, David Schnurman. He is the CEO of LawLine. And David and I go way back. I've known him from Ackley. And, geez, I I may know you now, David, for like eight years. (laughs) Yep. No, that's a fair assessment. (laughs) So so what's interesting is, is that David is on a pretty crazy adventure this year. He moved his entire family to Barcelona. So uh, why don't we start there? Tell me about your move to Barcelona. Why Barcelona and, and how did you even, How did this even come about?
0: So first of all, great to see you uh, in the Seinfeld set. I don't know if this is going to be a video or not, but uh, we, we about five years ago sat down as a family. Uh, we have three kids and at that time we had uh, six-year-old twins and a, and a two-year-old. And our, our three-year-old maybe. And uh, we were starting to get really frantic. Just life was tough in terms of like nighttime, bedtime. We found this book called Three Questions for the Frantic Family. And it was written by Pat Lynchion, who also wrote the book, uh, Seven Dysfunctions of a Team. And he has four kids. I knew the name sounded familiar. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. It is essentially similar to like uh, scaling up or traction for families. Uh, where you do core values and mission statements. So we sat down and and I was like realizing I spent all this time on my business. I don't spend any time I'm like trying to focus on my family. And what we did was we put together a mission statement of who we are as a family. And we had the whole, the the six-year-olds, we all sat down and we did that. And in that mission statement, one of the things essentially said something like, we are a family that loves each other, likes to have fun. There's a lot of trust and respect. We want to uh, experience life through travel. And the reason I added that through traveling is because before we had kids, my wife Kelly and I loved to travel. Like we went to South Africa, we went, you know, to to Greece, to Costa Rica, to all you know all these different places. We were in Europe together when we were in college, and we we didn't want to lose that. And so we just kind of kept it there. And every year we we would look at it. And for me, probably at that time, maybe it meant one family trip a year, you know, like to abroad. But I just I know when you put things in writing, somehow like the world works out where it kind of if you keep looking at it, keep saying it. And then I met somebody who uh, from entrepreneurs organization, which uh, I'm a member of, and I was the president of the New York chapter, who actually five years ago moved to Barcelona and lived there for a year or two. And he was following another entrepreneur, Vern Harnish, who wrote Scaling Up, who did that with his family for two years. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it just so turns out, I was going on a vacation that year with my wife and our kids and our other friends who were living in Europe. We were meeting in Barcelona. And so we met in Barcelona. I'm like, oh, wow, pretty cool here. Maybe I can live here someday. But you know how like when you say that in so many things in your life, you just say it, but you don't expect right, it to ever. Right, right. Let's meet for lunch. Yeah, you're like we'll do this. Let's, someday I'll be living here. Yeah. And then just for the next two or three years, I just kept talking about it and talking about it. And then really what the big push for me was, last year I, I published my first book called The Fast Forward Mindset. Right. And the, the main focus of the book is how to be more fearless and focused in your life. And by writing that book, I had one specific goal. In 20 years from now, when I look back in my life, I wanted to be able to look back with no regrets. And no regrets from like the story that I have in my head. How do I make sure I'm fearless as focused as I could be to do that? And the the way I was able to switch that and able to move forward, when I stopped focusing on the achievements that I wanted to have versus the impact I wanted to have on those around me, I was able to do things that I was afraid to do before. And one of the things I was afraid to do is move and leave my company and leave New York and and travel abroad. And so I realized the effect that it could have on my kids living abroad, seeing the world differently. And we just applied to the school in Barcelona. And then we got in and we're like, okay, let's go find an apartment. And we found an apartment. And then next thing you know, we're here. Wow. So how old
1: are your kids and how does the school situation work again?
0: Yeah. So, right, So today my 11 year old boy, girl twins, Layla uh-huh. and Josh, and I have a six year old. Okay. They go to an American school in Barcelona. That's in English. About 50% of the people in the school are from uh, Barcelona or Catalan. And then about 25% are international or 30% and then 25 20% or so are American. Wow. So are they digging it? They are because you think you have all the friends you, you've ever had before. And then we moved here and you build a whole new community so quickly. And the reason is everybody in the school, you know, so many people we know are all expats. And so right. expats are all looking to meet other expats because they don't know anyone. Within a month or two, we had like 15 or 16 families like who we related to. Uh, it turns out most of them end up being American because that's just sort of how life works. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's how so they really enjoy it. And they have a lot of friends. What's so cool is most of their friends are not American. They're just from all over the world. And just like, I'm like,
1: bonus. What a beautiful opportunity.
0: I'll say one last thing. I asked my daughter a couple months into it. I'm like, so what do you think about moving here? And she goes, well, it wasn't as hard as I expected it to be. And I said to her, well, what is that? What, what do you take away from that? And she's like, well, maybe other things that I think are hard are not going to be as hard as I expect them to be either. Wow. And I was just like, Yes. Mission accomplished. Right. Yeah, exactly. Good job, Dave.
1: So, exactly. so are you guys going to come back at the end of this year? Are you guys going to stick around for two years or what is your thought?
0: Yeah, everything's kind of like up in the air with, with us. So just to give you an update, you know, we're talking in the middle of the coronavirus and quarantine. Spain has the strictest quarantine in the world right now. Really? Our kids have not left our, our apartment in 42 days and we're only allowed to leave the apartment for, to get food, to go to the pharmacy or go to the doctor. Uh, it's supposed to end on May 11th, but they've extended it three times so far. People are starting to get restless, and they're going to have to cha- make some changes. I don't know what's happening with summer camp. You know, their kids are going to summer camp. Right. So we, we can't really – I can't even focus on next year. I just need to get step one, get out of this apartment, get some, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And, and move along. And there's no flights really. Very few, if any, right now going from right. Barcelona to, the, to New York.
1: You'd have to pack your steamer trunk and like hit the Queen Mary and get back. I was
0: like, you know what? How long does a boat take to get to the U S we're not in a rush right now. The The weather's beautiful. New York is not really the place I want to be at this point in time. So, Uh, I'm I'm being patient.
1: One of the reasons I reached out to you initially is because you were experiencing the lockdown way before we were because you're in Europe. One of the things that I saw was, and this was before this was happening in New York, is how like everybody in Barcelona was like on their balconies clapping and applauding the healthcare workers every night, I think at 8 p.m. is what you said. Is that right? Correct. Still do it. I, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what it's been like, not only to experience this in another country, but also to run a company during the middle of coronavirus in another country?
0: So first, the, the clapping, it's funny, because doing it 40 days, there's some nights where everybody's out clapping, some nights it's a little less, uh, but what's really cool, we just got lucky that somebody who's in a balcony a little bit to the right of us, I guess they're a musician, and after clapping, they play some live music for everybody, and so it turns into a concert.
1: That's awesome.
0: And, and they've, they've created a custom song that I have to get the lyrics to because it's about the quarantine and everybody's singing in Spanish and it's super cool. Um, you drink a glass of wine, you sit there, you, you enjoy it. And, and now with Daylight Savings Time, it's all, it's all in daytime. So when I first started, it was pitch black, so you couldn't see anybody. Now everyone can see each other and wave and we all wave to each other, so, so that's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, in terms of the company, I, it's, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's, it's been so inspiring seeing how everybody in my company has reacted to help each other, to care about each other, um, and to, to get their job done in, in a way that it's just thinking about the customer first. So the one, one of the biggest things is that we had to rebuild our, our software to do remote um, live webcasts. because We have a, a beautiful studio that that's behind me, actually. That's the studio where we do all of our programs. Um, and and it, was all, it was set up to only work from there right, and so so we had to stop uh, live webcasting for a couple of weeks, and uh, we just launched it again on Monday, and it's been working great. you know, we stopped everything we were doing, the developers started working on it, so that was one thing, but there's a lot of things that we had to like change and rebuild and or restructure. but here's an interesting thing, like in some regards, as a company, we're working even more efficient than than in person uh we We'd been working a couple of days from home anyway before this, so we already set up from remote, thing, right. just never fully. But in a way, like for me, I'll tell you this, being in Barcelona, it's actually been better because I used to be zooming into a conference room where like I'm the only one on the screen or there's, we have a couple other remote people. Now we're all on the screen and we're, it's like better icon. It's like you feel more, it's more personable in a way for at least, because we all see each other. We're in a conference room, everybody's kind of sitting and bored, whatever. And we yeah. have, we're actually having a lot less meetings. Uh, which is a cool thing. I don't know if you're feeling the same thing in your company
1: I feel like yeah, there's a lot that is more efficient I, I'm very focused on my team's like where they're at mentally just to make sure that they're sure. not like, you know uh, Going stir crazy or losing their mind or feeling isolated. So I'm trying to make it a point to like uh, You know once a week have like an all-team meeting where we interact with one another uh, We've been playing this like Kahoot uh, game, which is a lot of fun um, and I've been encouraging my managers to make sure that they do like, you know, virtual happy hours, whatever, just to keep everybody's spirits up. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that like, um, it's really opening your eyes to some of the possibilities that are out there in terms of working that way. And I I can totally understand what you're saying. Like, we have an office in North Carolina, we have an office in Florida, and we actually have an office in Guatemala. And so we're kind of remote to begin with i mean we're not all remote but we're in three different locations and because we live in florida we're so used to like closing the laptop because a hurricane's chasing us out of town (laughs) so um you know it's just an extreme way of how we normally work is how i would say let's see let me ask you another question so lawline uh specifically i understand that you guys are uh helping out in the time of uh covid what are you guys up to at lawline
0: one of the first things we all sat down is like, well, what can we do to help? You know, because right now, you know, things at lawline, we're, we're, online education is only growing right now. And so our volume is up 25% uh, from last year and people completing courses. More people are at home, more states are changing the requirements to do it online. And we're really doing everything we can to support uh, what's going on. So one of the things we said is like, what, wh- wh- where do we see the need? And w- where can we help? And we felt like helping frontline healthcare workers who are at hospitals who are working so hard and helping feed them and i know there's a lot of charities doing that i think you were doing that part of your uh, conference that you did so we decided to donate uh, over the course of the next couple of months tens of thousands of dollars to different charities and so many of them personally touch our employees uh where it, whether our employees parent works at that hospital as, as a nurse or somebody is a, actually a caterer who is out of business and they can, they can build it, they can send stuff to New Jersey hospital. And so we're putting it out there as a way to help not only our employees' communities, but our, our local community in the New York tri-state area and potentially nationally. And so, you know, it's, it's not, we can always do more, but we feel really good about what we've been, you know, our focus on, on giving some back. You know, I look at it, lawyers feeding doctors or lawyers feeding healthcare workers, and I, and I struggle, and I, maybe you have an idea, how can we get lawyers more involved and make it even bigger but it seemed more of a distraction than like trying to build a whole community around it. And so we're like, okay, let's just donate the money, tell people what we're doing. Maybe it leads to more opportunity, but I didn't want to build a whole platform around it or even what you did, which was super inspiring, the conference, you know, that would be a great thing. But it, to me, we're already stretched so thin with yeah. so many things going on. It was, I, I, I can't believe you did that.
1: If you're stretched thin, I highly advise against like throwing a conference. <laughs> it like completely consumed me. And like, as I was saying before, I, I slept for like three hours the day after that thing was over. But I, I think, look, I mean, it, it's a wonderful thing. First of all, that, you know, like I think both you and I feel very blessed in the sense that like our businesses are not are not affected the way some people's are. One thing that I, that concerns me about my staff is that, I'm just hearing about layoffs left and right. It's so-and-so's father. It's so-and-so's like husband or so. I mean, are you hearing the same thing from your crew?
0: About their family or or family? About
1: their family and layoffs and things like that.
0: I mean, definitely at least a handful that I've spoken to and the the struggle for for them is like, they're usually the support for for everybody. Right. but But it's like, they're home alone in their apartment and it's like really hard to support somebody when you can't go to their house and be there for them, or you know, help them find a new job because there's no jobs. So yeah, that's that's definitely, it's definitely happening for sure.
1: Now let me ask you. So this is the ten minute law firm podcast, but we have gone over and thank you very much for your time.
0: Let me ask you this uh,
1: about your book. Tell us a, a little bit about about your book and some of the. Um, takeaways from the book and maybe specifically like how they may fit in the current context because I think I think that some of the things you talk about are really relevant for the lockdown and the and the situation
0: we're dealing with so it's super relevant I just did a webinar last night for uh, uh, maybe 35 entrepreneurs in Barcelona and it was called how to be fearless and focused after COVID-19 happy to do it for you guys as well Ooh, I and like that we got we got really a lot of great feedback because it's interactive. And, and so the, the whole thing about, as I mentioned in the beginning, is we have these thoughts in our head of things that we think that we, that we want to do, but a lot of times we don't act on them. And so the fast-forward mindset is how to take action to get out of your comfort zone, how to nip fear in the bud so you don't fall back into it, um, based on whether it's hiring, putting on this conference together. And then the third thing is finding your focus so you can stay out of your comfort zone longer and keep doing more and more things. And so the, the book itself, actually, 60% of it is stories about how we built Lawline, but many of the challenges around uh, the, the walls that I faced and the leadership walls. And so it really applies to COVID because in 18 months, let's use that number as a date, when you look back, what do you need to do to look back and have no regrets on how you, what you did during the situation? And the book to me is, as a, is a framework for that. And I really made sure to make it simple and straightforward and have a worksheet at the end where you can actually put something in writing. Because I, as I say to people in my company, if it's not in writing, we're fighting. Like you need to put it in writing to get it going. So um, I think it's super relevant to now. And I'll, I'm using it myself. I, I, built the, I wrote the book for myself. And hopefully, if it works for me, I can show how it will work for everybody else.
1: So David Sturman, thank you very much. And if, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about your book, like how do they do it?
0: You can do old school email and david at com. I'm on LinkedIn. You can go there. You can go to fastforwardmindset.com. Actually, oh, well, it's, I'm just not going to air today. But today, my book is free on Amazon, I saw. But
1: oh, future but, listeners, if you yeah. can get yourself a time machine. <laughs> if you
0: go backwards in time, you can get it for free. All
1: right. Wonderful. All right. David Schnurman, CEO of LawLine and author of Fast Forward Mindset, thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Thanks, Larry. Good to see you. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.